The Pod Network Entertainment. Who's ready for story time? What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. Let me talk to you. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Adam! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Run! Bang! The sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles. Hey, hey, this is the Cosmic Cactus, Paul London. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov. The star, the NXT champion, and you're listening to me. And you're listening to And you're listening. And you are listening. And you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. To the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast post show. So this is where we record all of the stuff that we didn't have time for on the live stream. Uh, bonus lang. So, gusto ko call out at mention that this is officially episode 700 of the podcast. No. So, huge deal for us. Uh, congratulations to all of us and thank you to everyone who's been involved no. with the podcast in some way, shape, or form over the thank years. Thank you so much. It, uh, it really means a lot to us that you keep supporting the podcast and uh, whether it's by you being a follower or a listener, someone working behind the scenes, whether in the past or in the present, we really appreciate and acknowledge all of you. Maraming maraming salamat. And we can't wait to celebrate with you all when we celebrate our 10th anniversary this April. So in about a couple of months, we're going to do it big. We're going to celebrate all of the milestones. Because, of course, it's 10th anniversary versus episode 700. So yeah, just a brief moment of celebration before we get to the bonus stuff that we have to talk about, starting off with some not-so-good news. So we talked about this nung uh, Weekend Reactions episode natin nung Monday, uh, but uh, just over the last 24 hours, in announced ni Shotzi on Instagram that her official diagnosis is a torn ACL, and she will be out for nine months. So yung pampalubag loob na lang daw niya, at least yung tattoo niya, hindi na damage. So at least buo pa siya. She's starting rehab already, day two out of uh, you know her, her surgery. And it sucks because, you know, just when there was a bit of momentum going for Ate Shotzi, biglang nangyari to. And we're not going to see her again until probably Survivor Series or maybe the Royal Rumble if they decide to hold her off until then. Yeah, the ACL injuries are one of the worst injuries in, in sports, diba? So six to nine months is a conservative estimate for something like that. Um, and well, yeah, wala naman din tayo masasabi other than we wish her all the best. It sucks, yes. And we want her to get better so that we can see more of her down the road. I I saw the spot, and it's one of those things that I hate the most. Because it's not one of those, it's not one of those big impacts. It's kind of a, if you've jumped from the apron to the floor, it's Which kind I of have. a big impact. Yep. But it's still one of those innocuous things that you know you normally don't expect to get hurt on. Ang frustrating panoorin na it's just a drop down to the floor. It's a few, it's a few feet, right? Mm. Oh, sorry, not a few feet. A few, you know, uh, some some distance from from that Anna, from the top of the apron. But it just really sucks. And yeah, six to nine months or nine upwards of nine months. 
is uh, a a bad bad time to uh, to be sidelined for. Uh, your your entire year is done. Lakang gagawin kundi mag uh, mag mag maging sedentary sa bahay. So it really sucks, and I hate that it happened to Shotzi. Uh, it's I've known way too many people who have torn their ligaments and their knees by doing you know non insane thing so it really really is annoying so yeah i tore my mcl from walking i don't know if you guys know this so no no we don't we don't know i I tore my i tore my mcl on my right knee from just walking so really freak accidents happen every day man yeah yeah I, I I don't want to say this to to scare everyone, but uh, you you guys if you're listening to this, you're wrestling fans, obviously. So you should know that this is how ligaments get torn, especially if you're a little older. So yeah, sorry sorry to keep you up at night with this information. Thanks. And get well soon at the Shotzi. Get well soon at the Shotzi. Get Love well the soon. wrestling wrestling podcast. All right, uh, let's go to SmackDown, where Bailey and Dakota Kai had a very short interaction nung episode last week. So it was a backstage segment. Sabi ni Bailey kay Dakota kay she doesn't trust Dakota even after Dakota came to Bailey's aid no inatak sila ng damage control or na, na, ng Kabuki Warriors any EO Sky so there's a bit of self awareness on Bailey's part uh, kasi alam niya na Dakota was part of those conversations where uh, the rest of damage control were talking shit about Bailey behind her back so I actually appreciated this bit of storytelling kasi it's Bailey herself telling the audience na hindi ako tanga alam ko na nandyan ka but also tells us na Bailey has been watching SmackDown. It's a TV show, and that these conversations, while they're supposedly hidden away from view, like any normal person, but you can watch SmackDown the next day and be like, oh, pinag-uusapan nila ako backstage. So I just appreciate this little bit of storytelling, and at least, at least my counting intrigue paren as to where Dakota Kai's true loyalties lie. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go off this rabbit hole and say if Bailey, the wrestler, watches SmackDown. Then does that mean that Bailey, the wrestler, is a real person and not a character <laughs> on TV? And if that's the case, then is like meta narrative of what is real and what is not. But anyway, I like how they're just putting Dakota Kai in the middle of it. So it gives it gives her more to do, I guess, kind injured sha. So it gives her a different side and it adds tension to the story. So I really like this one. This is one of those things that make me have faith in the Triple H creative administration. Because uh, when they turned, or when uh, Bailey turned on them, uh, then when she appeared next week, she was on Bailey's side, right? So if you watch the shows, as you mentioned, right, uh, you would know that, yeah. Dakota Kai was part of those conversations. She was othering Bailey as well. So uh it's you don't even have to watch the I know you don't have to watch the show back to know that you know um that that Dakota Kai was uh being awkward with with her as well. It's one of those things that you you can just see in the segments itself. It's it's really plain to see. Kaya um I like that they're acknowledging this. It shows that every little detail is accounted for and uh it it it, it it's a, a little unrelated here, but it makes me feel that they have a plan for the whole Cody and Rock thing. So um, it's one of those things that is pretty satisfying to uh, to to see unfold. So and this is on top of what you guys already said. So I like this. Uh, may pagtutunguhan siya, di ba? 
and uh, it's those things that reward uh, close viewers or regular viewers. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Raw now. And uh, in probably one of the wildest things to happen since the WWE and UFC merger into TKO, ito na, na-integrate na yung UFC into WWE <laughs> programming because they had Mike Chandler sitting at ringside calling out Conor McGregor on Monday Night Raw. So, you know, to me, it's just funny that this happened, especially because growing up in, in college, especially, and when I was a young professional, I would have these... MMA bros coming up to me making fun of my wrestling fandom. Now, oh, you know, I, I watch the real shit. Ito, totoong sapa kan, totoong away. And now UFC and WWE, they're in the same company. Not only that, we, we see firsthand that UFC is really taking from the WWE playbook. Diba? And, now, and now the UFC <laughs> is <laughs> sports, part of the WWE eh? canon. Yeah, yeah, lahat ng sports. But yeah. UFC in, in particular because of all these MMA bros. Like basketball bros don't give me as much crap as MMA bros. I don't know about your experience. Shout out winning group. Do it. But, but, but you know, these 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 MMA bros uh just uh couldn't shut up about it back in the day. And now their boy Mike Chandler is calling out their other guy, Conor McGregor, on freaking Monday Night Raw. How crazy is that? I think the sorry before Tina starts. The, the biggest go down, go down. the biggest and uh, the biggest MMA bro to eat his shit about is none other than Dana White. Because Dana White has made a career out of you know, of trashing the company and then uh, trashing the the the, the business, diba? And then yung palang ending niya is he'll have to share the he'll have to share the company with uh with the pro wrestling geeks. Diba? So that's the biggest fuck you to the MMA bros out there. Because like, we, when we were talking about this merger months before it actually happened, we were all like pretty concerned, yes. But at the same time, also very aware that it's not merge MMA na si John Cena. Alam mo yun? Like, it's like a far-fetched thing for people to consider because that was a, a legitimate concern among the fandom. But... Now that we're getting Mike Chandler of all people who is a top contender in, in his weight division, in the UFC, it only makes me wonder kung ito na ba yung mangyayari moving forward. Are we gonna get like spots from the UFC slap segments reserved just for them? Are we going to start seeing joint pay-per-views now? What is like the true end game of this stunt that they pulled? Because I don't know how you can successfully integrate. I guess ginagawan is in Japan, but I don't know in stateside how you can successfully integrate something as larger than life like the WWE into something that's very grounded like the UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I, I wasn't surprised that it finally happened, but. but... Ang sakin lang is I don't know really how effective it was gonna be, diba? Like that they did a, a promo spot for the UFC on Raw. Like yes, mas malaki yung overlap na mga wrestling fans na MMA fans. Like I have seen a lot of those. Like wrestling fans first, who are then MMA fans, and then the opposite na MMA fans who uh, are proud wrestling fans. Mas parami yung wrestling fans parin, but and then, um, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not the target audience because I don't watch the UFC. But uh, I just want to know, like, did this work? Did this work for the UFC fans? Did, did the UFC fans, who are also WWE fans, 
like the fact there was a UFC spot. So, yun lang naman ang gusto malaman. And, I, I mean, pinag-usapan siya sa MMA uh, Instagram at least. I saw a few reels pop up from ESPN MMA and the like. So, hmm. at least may buzz siya. If that was their goal, then congrats, I guess. I guess, I mean, yeah. They were able to maximize the fact hmm. that they were in Anaheim because uh, it, it was easy to make this happen. Plus, the Netflix people were there, so they got a oh, spot pala. on the show oh. as well. So, it, it was just a very entertaining uh, couple of segments featuring these uh, normally non-WWE entities. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I'm, in, uh, I'm not the target market, so I guess I can't comment on on this on whether this was a good move because for all I know it worked and I just you know it just wasn't for me so yeah uh, as long as it didn't derail the show right? so I guess it's okay yeah ilang uh, up yours MMA bros <laughs> si Conor McGregor was, wasn't he also calling out the wrestlers back in the day that he was, he was yeah. calling, uh, calling wrestling fake and all that right? using yeah, the F word ironically uh, using Plays from the wrestling playbook. Oh, she's the most blatant of all the big MMA stars. Jeez. Magendang, 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 magendang araw para sa mga mas nakakalurky na storya, mas masayang kwentuhan, mas nakakautot sa kaligayahan at chismisan, mga kaabang-abang na storya. Aba, tutok na lage sa Tambalan Podcast. Anyway, let's cross over to AEW and let's start with some meta talk first. Because this is what we've been on wrestling Twitter over the last couple of days. So O'Shea Jackson Jr., the son of O'Shea Jackson, aka Ice Cube, he got backlash from AEW fans because he got interviewed by Chris Van Vliet. So there's this reel that went viral. Uh, it's, it's a clip from uh, the podcast between him and Chris Van Vliet. Sabi ni O'Shea Jackson Jr. that he wants Tony Khan to properly introduce hot indie talent on TV. And for AEW fans to stop acting high and mighty. So, kinontextualize niya. Sinabi niya na naiinis siya whenever he's watching AEW and then this guy is just randomly trotted out on TV. I believe this is something I've also said before on the podcast. The parang uh, Excalibur goes on to list all of his many accomplishments, Lolit Solis style, in like a minute or less. And uh, there, there's barely any real context kung bakit big deal. It- Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Oh, and AEW fans will just say on Twitter, no, GMG, Google mo na lang gago. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s side here. Because it's right, right? Um, AEW is trying to be mainstream. And if you want these non-mainstream talent, these indie hot, uh, hot shots to really get over as mainstream talent, I think you have to give them that extra push. Total, you have a platform ka na to do it on TBS or on TNT. Yeah, the problem here is that um, for some reason, Smarks 
love treating it as a badge of honor. Na, okay, kilala ko lahat ng mga independent wrestler na sumigat sa internet, diba? Oh, kilala uh, si Commander. Kilala oh, si Polador Jr. Yeah, like, um, once upon a time, I was kind of like that as well, diba? When, you know, the indie guys, the ROH guys would come to WWE back yeah, yeah. in the late 2000s and the early 2010s. I was like that as well. But uh, I don't know if I was, I, maybe I was, yeah, sure. Uh, but, you know, in the business, when you're in here and you actually have to do the promoting, uh, as part of the show and not just as part of the management team, right? as, as part of the, ma- the marketing team, right? you really do, ha- do have to do a lot of promoting. And I think Chino knows this as well as uh, someone who books shows uh, and sign up comedy. Right? You do have to show people the work of the people, of the talent that you're bringing in. Because um, even though, yes, Google is free, you do have to curate the things and show the fans who may not be familiar what to see, what to look at. Because you're myth-make for the, for the visitor or for the, for the newcomer that you're bringing in. So you get to shape that narrative and you get to, uh, or you have to shape that narrative actually, not just get to, you have to do that because you will decide how they fit into your universe, to your, to, your, uh, to your show, to your roster. Right? And it's not fair to have to, to rely on your mga fans to just do all the legwork of googling like uh people like to call WWE fans you know uh morons quote unquote for having for needing to have the info spoon fed um the thing is the spoon feeding is effective in making uh, a guy or a girl prestigious when the first moment they set foot in on on WWE TV or NXT TV, right? like they they did this for for uh, Brian Pillman, right? even though you, there there are years worth of work uh, that Brian Pillman has in AEW, they still you know they still assume that not everyone knows who Brian Pillman is, and you know did did him did him the courtesy of introducing him to the crowd. And this is the NXT crowd. The NXT crowd knows uh, who the people on the internet are, right? and they still did that. So. It's 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 master marketing from WWE, and they understand that. Saan na kasi ano? Hindi na either hindi na intindihan ng mga smart store. Ayon lang ayon lang intindihan kasi alam mo yun. They the the whole knowing them before they become mainstream thing is you know a point of pride, but it's not it's not you know it's not the most sensible thing business wise. And I'm actually kind of disappointed that. Uh, thought leaders in wrestling, like uh, I, I don't, I don't want to name names, but uh, some big names have you know taken to clowning Ice Cube Jr. as well for his, for his, uh, for his take. Because um, even though that guy is a WWE homer, uh, and I think most of the backlash is because of the fact that he is you know pro WWE for most of his fandom. Me point the money like you know we all want to know, like we really do not have. The whole time to to look people up on the internet. Um, as much as I want you to, we just do not. Yeah, I I agree with all your points. Because AEW is trying to appeal to the larger audience out there. They want to be seen as competition to the WWE, and I don't know how can how they can do that if they don't know how to market their wrestlers properly. If they're just going to allow people within their limited circles. To run things and to say now, oh, ito magaling to, ba- bakit siya magaling? Basta magaling siya, <laughs> instead of actually 
showing us proper vignettes or packaging the person properly. They didn't just WWE didn't just do this for Lexus King. They also did this for Cody when he came back. They did yeah. it for Punk. When Punk addressed all that time, he was out of the WWE. They didn't need to do that. These were big-name guys. But they still understood the importance of laying the groundwork for their audience. People will say that it's spoon-feeding, but I say it's just important to provide context for the character that you want to build, for the wrestler that you want to push. And so, WWE done. Yeah, uh, let me tell you something from your experience I'm in row working with PWR. When we did Homecoming, we brought in TJP, Billy Swade, and Jeff Cobb, diba. Right? And for people like us who were already in the scene, we knew who these three people were. But we were trying to make Homecoming the largest local show ever produced, which meant that we couldn't just rely on our regular 300 to 400 guests every week or every month to come watch this really huge show that we spent over a million pesos on. So what did we do? We promoted and we went to radio stations. We tried to get TV guestings for all of these guys. Right? Uh, we tried to get as many bookings as we could to really maximize the media exposure for TJP, for Billy Swade, and for Jeff Cobb to reintroduce these people or to let people know that these are wrestlers that have Filipino blood. They've made it abroad and now they're performing here in the Philippines. That's actually hardworking marketing. And to tell your fans or to tell viewers that I Google it to, to me as someone who's done marketing for wrestling, it tells me na medyo lazy ka. You're not as hardworking because you're not willing to put in the effort to get the mainstream audiences invested in these names na, yes, medyo matunog, but who? Like 1% of your market? 2% of your uh, market? I'll be fair and say that they um, Tony Gal has been stepping it up a little bit here. Uh, the fact that Excalibur gets to run down the you know credentials and all that is actually a good step. And nagagawa naman nila ng paraan ngayon. But the fact what I'm more pissed about is not Tony Khan, but the entire fan base who thinks that this is okay and you know it's okay to gatekeep uh you know fans who are not as hip, right? Mm-hmm. And forcing them to Google when you don't even know where to Google. Because you know, for all we know, you can't find the best match of let's say El Io de Vikingo on YouTube. Like you I know you have to, you know, get into a few torrent sites to to really to really find that stuff and make it accessible. Right? So yung palang mahirap na, right? So yep. uh, if you can't give me what I want to see from these guys, then how am I supposed to take your word for it? Nah, um, he's good. Like oh. Personally, me speaking as me, uh, it's not easy. It's not hard to to get me to you know look something up. But uh, we cannot assume that all the fans are like me or you know like your uh, neckbeard smart on the internet, right? Uh That's just not a good way to do business. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we're gonna close things out with uh, this development on Dynamite. So, your TNT Championship match for Revolution is gonna feature Christian Cage and Daniel Garcia. So. Uh, last week, no contest yung match nila ni Adam Copeland for the number one contendership. And then Adam Copeland got taken out by the patriarchy. He uh, was on the receiving end of a concerto from Christian Cage. So sabi nila he's not medically cleared to compete at Revolution. So now Daniel Garcia is automatically slotted in as the number one contender. What do you think about this one? Because um, for me, it kind of makes the rankings seem a little bit off. Kasi dapat mataas si Adam Copeland, di ba? And just because na no contest, and yun, umangat pa si Daniel Garcia. How did he become the automatic number one contender here? 
it's it's just funny that what happened six months and they're already negging the the standings that they built up for the one they made such a big deal about sticking to the standings and then saying that they matter again and then now they're doing this but I don't really know if Adam Copeland how what he's what shape he's in go injured or what uh so I, I like Daniel Garcia I like and I like that he's getting this push but mm. at the same time I was really liking the rematch that was supposed to happen which was Copeland versus Christian Cage uh, we we still get that. I don't think Daniel Garcia is walking away with the title, but it's just weird how after only a few weeks, a few months, what standings there. Yeah, uh, I. It depends. It the the opinion really depends on whether or not um, Adam Copeland's injury is real. But at the same time, you know how hard was it to book Daniel Garcia in another match and have him win? <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, it on one hand, on paper, it makes sense because say, But at the same time, uh, Daniel Garcia didn't win anything, so that doesn't make him automatically qualified to go to the championship match. So yeah, um, it's one of those things. That, okay, um, Tony Khan still really can't book his way out of a paper bag. So, uh, me getting factor. Um. It, as you guys said, it's really easy to to book a way around it and you know legitimize Daniel Garcia, but he couldn't do that. So, uh, Sayana, um, I like it. Yeah, Gina's right. Um, Daniel Garcia has been uh proving himself lately with uh, his run, pero siempre, uh, it doesn't help your you know reputation as a bad writer, a bad booker that uh you instantly flout. <laughs> you instantly flout the storytelling device that you set that you brought back. So you know. Ito, uh, the promo earlier from Daniel Garcia was actually pretty good. Like now I'm convinced he can be a viable babyface. Because in una, parang, ah, okay, uh, the only thing he really had going for him was his great wrestling ability and the uh, gyrations, right? <laughs> dancing, yeah. But now he's proven that uh, he can actually be a compelling babyface. What did you think about Christian invoking the real names of Daniel Garcia's parents and you know telling people na hey your your dad is dead and he was such a uh, such a horrible father kaya ka nagkaganyan like given yung uh, storyline ng character ni Christian Cage uh, is it still consistency or is it overkill na tong ginagawa nila I think they're just doubling down on Christian's strengths at this point I mean they did name the faction the patriarchy Built around the fact that he likes to talk about dead parents, That's the whole. That's a whole gimmick. I don't think it was overkill. I'm I'm pretty sure kung overkill man yun, Christian Cage would have said something, being that he is one of the more veteran people on that roster. Uh, I think I think this Christian is some is the Christian that I enjoy watching. it's call it a day. You know what I mean? It's like he does the bare minimum to be an asshole, which is talk about people's dead parents, and he gets the heat for it. And I, and I don't know. I oh, I enjoy it at this point. Ako naman, uh, the, I don't think it's overkill because the guy actually hasn't said that thing, the line in months. Diba? Uh, I don't recall the last time he called someone's father dead. You know. Uh, and that is a good sign for it. They say he's been busy building up the patriarchy, you know, 
converting mom, Mother Wayne. And uh, I think it would have been really overkill if he went and did that to Sting today. <laughs> so that 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 yeah. is what would have uh, you know driven the nail in that coffin, right? So, uh, again, it's one of those things that, okay, I'm sure, I'm sure, I hope that he brought it up with Daniel Garcia before the segment and say, hey, I'm going to call your dad <laughs> dead and horrible. <laughs> so, uh, it's one of those things. I know. Um, if he, like, if Christian was, like, saying that to, you know, random wrestlers in the roster every week or every dynamite or every collision once a week, now, oh, patay tatay mo. That's, that would have been overkill. But, um, he brought it out again after a while, and uh, I think that's kind of what keeps it special. And as Adam Copeland said about Christian in a recent interview, uh, he really does enjoy being the dick. So uh, let's give that to him. Chino's right; he, he does. It is his strength, and as much as he is a good baby face, he all he is a better heel. Mm-hmm. All right. So there you have it. That is our Wrestling Wrestling Podcast post show. If you love the stuff we talk about or if you want to join in on the conversation, you know where to find us. It is at Wrestling2XPod on TikTok and on Twitter. We're going to catch you on Tuesday for our weekend reactions and Wednesday for our picks of the week on behalf of Emil Nate and Rowan ASH who are not here as well as Chino Liao and Ro Moran. My name is Stan C. Saying that's it for episode number 700 of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stay safe. Stay healthy and don't be a dick. Later, outcasts. Peace. The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, group, organization, company, or individual.